WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Two people were taken to Bronson South Haven Hospital on Monday after being pulled out of Lake Michigan off South Haven. South Haven Area Emergency Services says officers responded to South Beach about 12.40 p.m. today on a report of two swimmers in distress. The two were pulled out of the water by bystanders before emergency personnel arrived. They were unresponsive. CPR was performed on the victims, and they were taken to the hospital. The incident's now under investigation by the South Haven City Police Department. No additional details have been released. The jobs report on Friday was much better than expected, with about 528,000 jobs added nationwide last month. That's up from 398,000 in June. That goes along with a Robert Half survey of managers, which shows the job market will remain strong through the end of the year. The company's Neil Gilbert says hiring has been challenging. One of the things that is very difficult to find is people who very specifically fit into a box of what it is that you want someone to do. So sometimes you need to go out there and find those who are more willing to fill in temporarily in a consulting position, whether that's recently retired people, uh, perhaps some people coming out of college and just wanting some uh, to cut their teeth with a new experience or something along those lines. Gilbert says companies are offering higher salaries and remote work options to attract talent. Congressman Fred Upton was in Benton Harbor this afternoon to tour a new future home of Spectrum Health Lakeland's Center for Better Health on Main Street in Benton Harbor. Upton helped support federal grants designed to support the project, including $500,000 specifically for the project. Spectrum Health officials showed Upton what the new 28,000-square-foot facility will look like using a virtual reality headset. The Center for Better Health was established in 2020 with funding from the Coronavirus Task Force on Racial Disparities. It offers Benton Harbor residents assistance with primary care, mental health, employment opportunities, and more. A little over a week after two bicyclists were killed and three others injured in West Michigan's Ionia County by a drunk driver, there's now a crackdown this week on dangerous behavior by drivers and bicyclists. The Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning will have stepped up enforcement during this Bicycle Safety Enforcement Week in five cities that have a lot of crashes. Those cities are Detroit, Warren, Kalamazoo, Lansing, and Ann Arbor, according to Nancy Feldbush, who says bicyclists are among the most vulnerable out on the road. In 2021, there were 1,260 bicyclists involved in motor uh, vehicle crashes in Michigan. And interestingly, uh, the peak hour for those um, crashes and fatalities was from 3 to 4 p.m. She says that the League of Michigan Bicyclists is renewing calls for legislation to protect bicyclists. That includes having car makers add technology to new vehicles to detect bicycles and engage in automatic emergency braking and incorporate alcohol detection systems. Governor Gretchen Whitmer says work to replace all the lead water service lines in Benton Harbor by next spring is ahead of schedule. Whitmer visited Benton Harbor on a Sunday and told residents about the progress so far. The state will continue to give free bottled water to residents until every line is replaced. More than 3,600 lines have been replaced with copper or confirmed to not have lead, leaving fewer than 900 left to replace in Benton Harbor. The governor's visit on Sunday also included stops in St. Joseph. A major rebuilding project is planned for M40 in Lawton, and the Michigan Department of Transportation will hold an open house for residents this week. 
MDOT spokesperson Nick Sharippa tells us the agency will rebuild M40 from 72nd Avenue to LaGrave Street through the village of Lawton in 2023 and 24. In the village, you're going to see some total closures and some detours. Outside the village, I would imagine there may be a total closure here and there, especially when we're working over drains, replacing culverts, that kind of thing. The work will involve the rebuilding of M40, shoulder widening, intersection and drainage improvements, village infrastructure improvements, and tree planting. Sharippa says everyone's invited to learn more at Wednesday's open house. We're going to be going through somebody's community for a couple of years, and we want to be sensitive to that and give them a chance to see what's coming before we just show up in their front yard. The open house will be from 4 to 6 p.m. Wednesday at Lawton Village Hall. Sharippa says MDOT engineers will be there to explain what's planned. The agency prepared for the project with village officials, making sure it's in line with the local master plan. The work will mean uh, lane closures and some total closures. 2025 will bring a tree planting. It's expected to cost about $10 million. St. Joseph Public Schools is hosting a job fair this week for multiple open hourly positions. The district says they include positions like bus driver, paraprofessionals, cleaning staff, substitute teachers, and other support staff. District Human Resources Manager Megan Dongvio says... Two of the positions are the most urgent to fill for the district. Bus drivers and I would say our paras, like for our students, those are extremely important because those are a need for someone to be there with those kids. Um, that is obviously, and you know, we don't have bus drivers. There's only so many people that can drive buses. The event will take place on Thursday at the District Administration Building on South Cleveland Avenue. There will be a morning session from 10 a.m. to noon and another from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Representatives from each profession will be on hand to assist prospective employees. The Michigan Department of Transportation is repaving a couple of I-196 ramps in the South Haven area this week. It says it's investing $783,000 to repave 1.8 miles of ramps at two I-196 exits in South Haven and Covert Townships. The work will include asphalt cold milling, resurfacing, and pavement markings on the northbound ramps at 32nd Avenue or exit 13 and the northbound and southbound ramps at I-196 Business Loop or Exit 18. The work will mean ramp closures. The northbound ramps at Exit 13 will be closed next Monday and Tuesday. The northbound ramps at Exit 18 will be closed next Wednesday and Thursday. And the southbound ramps at Exit 18 will be closed next Friday and Saturday. MDOT says all the work is expected to be wrapped up by next Sunday. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News now continues. President Biden traveled to Kentucky today to survey the damage from floods that killed dozens and destroyed entire communities. The president, accompanied by First Lady Dr. Jill Biden and Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, spoke at Marie Roberts Elementary School, which has now been converted into a temporary FEMA site. Biden, recalling the damage he witnessed from the air while traveling to Kentucky, ABC's Jay O'Brien reports from the White House. President Biden describing the destruction he saw from Marine One flying over an area that faced devastating flooding more than a week ago. And you think to yourself, what in God's name happened? The president linking the disaster to climate change. We've suffered a consequence of uh, climate change, a significant number of weather catastrophes around the nation. Just in the year and a half I've been... uh, At least 37 people were killed in the flooding. Jay O'Brien, ABC News, the White House. Authorities have identified the fourth victim in a series of killings of Muslim men in New Mexico's largest city as the death sent ripples of fear throughout the Islamic community nationwide. 
Police are also seeking help finding a vehicle believed to be connected to the Albuquerque slayings, where the common elements were the victim's race and religion. The latest killing occurred Friday night in Albuquerque. An ambush shootings killed three other Muslim men over the past nine months. Police are trying to determine if the slayings are linked. Police say the same vehicle is suspected of being used in all four murders. A fragile ceasefire brokered by Egypt this weekend between Israeli and Palestinian forces appears to be holding, giving some relief to those caught up in the fighting. More from ABC's Ariel Rashef in Tel Aviv. It has been quiet here in the region since that Egyptian brokered ceasefire went into effect around 11.30 last night. Israeli Prime Minister Yair Lapid saying that Israel has achieved its strategic objectives by thwarting what he called an imminent threat, eliminating two senior Islamic Jihad commanders as well as weapon smuggling tunnels and rocket launching sites. Islamic Jihad launching more than 1,000 rockets from Gaza toward Israel over the course of three days. The Iron Dome missile defense system intercepting Hundreds of those. The white father and son convicted of murder in Ahmad Arbery's fatal shooting after they chased the black man through a Georgia neighborhood have been sentenced to life in prison for committing a federal hate crime. A U.S. district judge sentenced Travis McMichael and his father Greg McMichael today in Brunswick. Both were previously sentenced to life in, without parole in a state court for Arbery's murder. The McMichaels armed themselves with guns and used a pickup truck to chase Arbery after he ran past their home February 23, 2020. Neighbor William Roddy Bryan, who joined the pursuit and recorded the shooting, had a sentencing hearing scheduled later for today. We're now learning the identity of one of the four victims who died in a large wildfire burning in Northern California. More from Alex Stone. Kathy Shoopman knew fire. She spent much of her life watching for it. She was a fire lookout for the U.S. Forest Service. She would climb into remote towers and watch for fires in the Klamath National Forest. It was fire that would take her life. The National Forest announcing she died in her home when the McKinney fire was raging last week. The bodies of three other victims have also been found. Wetter weather has helped firefighters who were battling the flames. Alex Stone, EBC News. The Biden administration has announced another $1 billion in new aid for Ukraine. Monday's pledge promises what will be the biggest yet delivery of rockets, ammunition, and other arms straight from Department of Defense stocks for Ukrainian forces. The Pentagon announced a massive new shipment of arms and comes as analysts warn Russia's moving troops and equipment in the direction of the southern port cities to stave off Ukrainian counteroffensive. The latest announcement brings the total U.S. security assistance committed to Ukraine by the Biden administration to $9.1 billion since Russian troops invaded late February. You might want to stock up on beer. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. A shortage of suds. That's what breweries are predicting in the weeks ahead, not because beer is in short supply, but because the carbon dioxide gas used to make beer, the foam, the shelf life, the production and packaging, even the taps at your local pub all come from CO2. A Mississippi supplier of the vital gas shut down in July, leaving breweries in a bind with shipping delays. Major companies have the technology to siphon off the gas during the fermentation process, but many craft breweries don't. And experts say the fallout could be less beer kegs to go around. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Russia and Ukraine are trading accusations that each side is shelling Europe's biggest nuclear power plant in southern Ukraine. Russia claims Ukrainian shelling caused a power surge and fire and forced the staff to lower output from two reactors. Ukraine has blamed the Russian troops for storing weapons there and launching attacks. Nuclear experts have warned that fighting around that nuclear power station is fraught with danger. The Ukrainians are urging the U.N. to send a delegation to the nuclear plant to ensure its safety. 
On the front lines, the fighting continued as the United States pledged more military aid for Ukraine. Ukraine says the Russians had shelled seven regions in the last day, killing five people. And iconic entertainer Olivia Newton-John has died. Morph maybe sees Jason Davidson. Perhaps best known as the good girl Sandy from the 1978 movie Grease. We're told Olivia Newton-John died peacefully at a ranch in Southern California Monday morning, surrounded by family and friends. That according to a post from her husband, John Easterling, on social media. He writes that Newton-John has been a symbol of triumphs and hope for over 30 years, sharing her journey with breast cancer. And he says her healing inspiration and pioneering experience with plant medicine continues with her namesake foundation. The 73-year-old Newton John was also a four-time Grammy winner with five chart-topping singles. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.